I feel them crowding around me, hear their labored breaths, smell their rotten stench. I'm paralyzed, unable to move even my eyes. They are coming for me, and there is no escape. I will die. I feel wetness against my cheek and bolt upright. It is dark. The only sound I hear is my own labored breathing and the soft howl of the wind outside. Sighing, I lay back down and close my eyes. Cade, my pet wolf, nuzzles in closer to my side, his wet nose rubbing on my cheek. I reach out and run my hand through his fur, keeping my eyes shut. Cade is the only contact I've had in the last six years, ever since a virus infected the United States and turned people into vicious, half-dead cannibals. I found the wolf pup just days after they raided my house in the city looking for infected. Together, we have survived in the thick woods, avoiding other people. My dad had been a survival nut and had built a small cottage out in the middle of nowhere. At least, that is what it used to feel like when I was younger. In reality, it was still too close to the city, maybe five miles or so. He told me that if anything bad ever happened to run here, that he would meet me here. Something bad did happen. Guards that the government hired started tearing through homes, searching for anyone with infection. A few days after I arrived, I found Cade wandering around near the river that I was using as my water source. He was alone and far too small to defend himself. Hi, buddy. My name is Abby. I had reached out my hand towards him. He was friendly and came right to me with hopeful-looking eyes. His eyes were a light, shiny blue, and too innocent-looking for the world we were now living in. His fur was caked with mud, but I could still see that it was a mixture of reddish-brown with some sprinkling of gray. When he started whining and looking north of the cottage, I got up and went with him. About a mile away, I found what was causing him to whine. What must have been his mother, brothers, and sisters were lying, half-eaten on the ground. Next to them were half a dozen of the infected. Some looked as though they had been attacked by the mother wolf, while others were clearly shot with a gun. Someone had helped the wolves, but not before Cade became an orphan. Both of us were alone in the world, and it helped to create a bond between us. We've never needed to venture far thanks to my dad, who had stocked the large cellar with food to last a long time, especially if it was rationed. Plus, there were fish in the river, and we had hunting skills. For the twelve years of my life spent with my dad, I thought he was crazy, making me learn all kinds of weapons as well as hand-to-hand -hand combat. I never thought I'd ever need to use any of it. But now, at the age of eighteen, I knew I needed it more than ever before. After six months of living at the cottage, Cade and I ventured out towards the city I was from. I can't remember the name, but I do remember we are in the middle of the country. When I looked beyond the trees, the sight had me stunned. The city had giant walls erected around the perimeter and had only one gated entrance that was heavily armed with guards. As I stood there, a woman came running from the woods, mere yards from where I stood, racing for the gate. Moments later, a pack of the infected came tearing after her. She hollered for the guards to help her, but they just gave her sickly smiles and kept the gate closed. They watched with entertainment as the pack of infected descended upon her, taking bites out of her and pulling her limbs from her body. 
When it was clear the woman would not live, the guards took aim and slaughtered the pack of infected, something they could have done to save the woman. When the last infected fell, I was finally able to look away while Cade sat whimpering next to me. A commotion made me look back at the horrific scene. A young boy was at the gate, crying, yelling for the woman to be okay. I could tell that she must have been someone he cared about, a mother or an aunt. The guards hit him in the back of the head and threatened to toss the boy out if he didn't shut up. I knew then that my dad was right. No one could be trusted.